get over it. So. Just a minute. Here, Andrew. Life is too short to not root for your ball team. Go Pirates. <laughs> yeah, I don't get to do that very often, do I? <laughs> We're in this uh, series, Life's Too Short. And last week we talked about life's too short for making excuses. And today what I want to talk about is life is too short to be negative. Negativity, it is enticing. Negativity comes very easy. In fact, negativity is all around us. And it can infect us. And friends, negativity, it's deadly. It's deadly. Negativity will mess you up. It will wreck your relationships, destroy your marriage, damage your family. Negativity will tear down a company, demolish a team, devastate a church. Negativity will ruin your life. And life is too short to be negative. As the song says, all all the whining and crying and pitching a fit. Get over it. Get over it. And if that was only, if it was just that simple. But today what I want to talk about, I want to talk about how do you navigate negativity in life? You know, when I say the word negativity, what comes to mind for you? Negativity, it can take all kinds of forms. Slander, gossip, secrets, sarcasm, cynicism. Pessimism. Negativity, it's all about those words and and more. The fact is, negativity disguises itself in various ways. And the fact is, many times we love negativity. There's a great deal of negativity in the news. There are negative people that are in our lives. There's way too much negativity in politics. Way too much negativity in sports. Almost every media you can think of is loaded with negativity. And before you go off blaming the media, I want to suggest it is simply reflecting what many people want. They're, they're peddling what people uh, like to feed on in life. And so I'm just curious, is anybody tired of negativity? I mean, all this whining and crying and pitching a fit. Get over it. Get over it. You know, when I was in uh, college, I had a uh, 67 Camaro for, for a short time. And um, it was a cool car, but it wasn't very reliable. It always needed jumped all the time. And uh, it, it just... Uh, it, it just was the way the car was, I guess, because I replaced the starter, the alternator, the battery, uh, replaced cables and stuff in it. And after I'd replaced all that stuff, it still had issues. 
You know, one day I was in a hurry, went out to start the car, and it was dead. My buddy uh, Chip was at the house, and so we both popped the hoods on the car and grabbed the jumper cables out of the back seat because I needed them so often. I just kept them back there, and we, we connected. And I got in the car, and I noticed all the gauges are just going crazy in my car. And then I saw sparks start flying. You know what happened? We got the wires crossed. <laughs> and it was not a good thing. It, it wasn't. We got the positive on the negative, the negative on the positive, And it did a number on that car's electronics. See, I think that's the problem that we face in life. We get our wires crossed. We put the negative on the positive, And for many, it causes a meltdown in life. I mean, this is your one and only life. Friends, life is too short to destroy it with decades of negativity. But people do it all the time, and I want to suggest we need to be positive. You know, the Bible talks about a group of people that they had their doctorate in negativity, the the children of Israel. Scripture tells us that God had performed miraculous things and delivered the Israelites out of Egyptian slavery. God had called Moses to lead them. We talked about him a little bit last week. But God had called Moses to lead, and so Moses goes to Pharaoh. He says, let my people go. And Pharaoh says, no. And so God sends the ten plagues. And finally, Pharaoh buckles, and he says, go, get out of here. And shortly after they had left, Pharaoh has kind of a change of heart. He sends the Egyptian army after him. They track down the Israelites. They've got them trapped. It looks like the end for them. And God parts the sea. And the Israelites walk through on dry land. And then the army comes after him, and God releases the water, and it crashes in. I mean, it kills the Egyptian army. Then God guides them through the desert. Cloud during the day, pillar of fire at night. God provided them food from heaven. They were manna burgers or something like that, but they had food every day in the middle of this desert. Every day, without fail, God provided for them. And then God gives them the incredible piece of property, promised land. Moses, he picks out 12 spies, one from each of the tribes. And it's kind of a reconnaissance mission. They're checking the land out. And when they return, 10 of the 12 spies got their wires crossed. 10 of the 12 Put the negative on the positive, and you got a meltdown. Scripture says this. They gave Moses this account. We went into the land to which you sent us, and it does flow with milk and honey. Here's its fruit. They're showing him, saying, look at the stuff. It's amazing. But, transitional phrase always gets us. It messes us up. But... The people who live there are powerful, and the cities are fortified and very large. 
there is something that I've figured out about negativity in life. Negativity runs in packs. You show me someone that's negative, someone negative at work, let's say, and I will show you someone whose friends are negative. See, it spills. Negativity breeds negativity. Negativity runs in packs. You know, the 10 spies, they come back, they go, Moses, the land is awesome. It is awesome, but the cities, they're fortified. People are strong. I mean, they're huge. These 10 spies share with Moses. They could have kept this news between them and Moses, but they don't. They could have kept, kept it, but instead, they share it. And that's how it is with negativity. It begs to be shared. Attention all shoppers. Attention all shoppers. The land is great, but the situation there is bad. It's really bad. Why do we have such a proclivity toward negativity in life? I mean, why is that? I, I thought about this. There's a couple of things that, that jump at me. One of the reasons why we're negative sometimes is because we're, we're lazy. You know, when we get lazy, we get negative. I don't want to step up. I, I don't want to take the risk. I'm going to play it safe. I'm going to settle for the mundane. And friends... That attitude, it's a trap. It's a trap. So we settle for the mundane in life, and then we start whining and crying and pitching a fit. There's something else that I've figured out, that many times people who are negative, they're fearful in life. They're afraid. These cities, the cities, they're fortified. The, the people, they're, they're strong, they're big. I'm afraid. I, I, I better not do this. I, I know God promised the land, but I might have to do some battle in life. I might need some discipline. It may require some endurance on, on my part. God told the Israelites, I'm with you. I'll give you the land. But you're going to have to go claim it. And friends, I think God says the same thing to us in our lives. In Ephesians 3, Paul writes, he says, Glory belongs to God, whose power is at work in us. By this power, he can do infinitely more than we can what? Ask or imagine. Friends, I think if we could see the real estate, so to speak, that God has in store for our lives, it's more than we can ask. It's more than we can imagine. God is with us. God promises to to be with us through whatever, to give us the courage, to give us the strength to to accomplish, to do, to, to be. And yet many cower. I mean, cower in fear. Joshua and Caleb, they're, they're two of the 12 spies. And Joshua and Caleb, 
two of the 12 who were courageous. They, they had a vision. They, they were positive. They said to the people, they said, guys, we can take the land. We can take these people. God's given us this land. And they stood up. And it's interesting. I mean, who, who are you going to listen to? Who are you going to listen to in life? Negative people will mess you up. They will. They will mess you up big time in life. But Caleb and Joshua stood up. It says, but the men who had gone up with him, we can't attack those people. They, they're stronger than we are. And they spread among the Israelites a bad report about the land that they had explored. They said, the land we explored devours those living in it. And all the people we saw, they were of great size. All this whining and crying and pitching a fit. Get over it. Get over it. Negativity, friends, stops with you and me. I want you to think about this for a moment. Zika, Ebola, Zars. They're all viruses, aren't they? They've been in the news lately. And they're scary. And they're deadly in some cases. But friends, those diseases pale in comparison to negativity in the world. Negativity, it's highly infectious. It spreads. And when you hear negativity, you have a decision to make. Will it stop with you? Or will it spread? I mean, the negativity, it spreads among the Israelites. The, the bad report begins to spread. They said the, the land, it devours the living. People living in there. Well, friends, I would argue negativity was devouring them. Scripture says, we saw the Nephilim. They were the descendants of Achan, come from Nephilim. And it's a giant race of people. We'll, we'll just leave it at that today. But it says, we seem like grasshoppers in our own eyes. And we look the same to them. I mean, that's hilarious to me. They we seem like grasshoppers. See, I believe when the evil one can fill our mouths full of negativity, it's kind of like a megaphone. You know, 10 of the 12 spies, they spread a bad report. They, they exaggerate. Oh, it's bad. I mean, it's really bad. It's really, really bad. They're big. They're really big. We're, we're teeny, tiny they're, they're giants. They're going to squash us like a bug. Oh, no. Oh, no. There's no way that our company could do that. I mean, their client base, it's huge. We, we could never do that. That new church, they'll never make it. You can't do church like that. Oh, no, you know, you can't do it that way. Oh, they're too small. I mean, that, we're just way too small. Can't buy land. Can't build a building like that. 
We can't pay cash for a new kid's wing. Friends, you either buy in or you get over it in life. We have this proclivity toward negativity in life. Half full, half empty. Squeaky wheel, what? It's the grease. Negativity, it, it spread. It infected the Israelites. It says all the Israelites grumbled against Moses and Aaron. It started with the ten spies. They're having a conversation with Moses. But then pretty soon they're having a conversation with everyone and it's spreading among the Israelites. It's devouring them. They're whining. They're crying. They're pitching a fit. And they're grumbling against who? Moses and Aaron. (laughs) See, when you lead, people grumble. Everyone here is a leader. In some area, you're a leader. Leadership is about influence in life. If you're a parent, how many parents we got here today? You're a leader. If you're a manager, you are a leader. If you're a coach or a teacher, you lead. And wherever you lead, people will grumble. That's just a reality. And they will grumble about you. It's just the way it is. It's the way life is. Grumbling and backbiting and negativity, it happens. The the question is, is not, will it happen? The question is, what will you do when it happens in life? It says, and the Israelites grumbled against Moses and Aaron, and the whole assembly said to them, if only we had died in Egypt. Think about that for a moment. If only we had died in Egypt or in this wilderness. Why is the Lord bringing us to the land only to let us fall by the sword? Our wives and children will be taken as plunder. Wouldn't it be better for us to go back to Egypt? (laughs) They have officially entered the moan zone in life. Negativity. It will take you unbelievable places. Have you figured that out? The Israelites, I mean, they're willing to go back into slavery. And I thought about this because I think negativity always leads to slavery. You know why? Because negativity will become your master. You will become a slave to negativity. It will lead you into bondage in your life. You never get out of the bondage until you're willing to do what God wants you to do and live the way God wants you to live. Scripture says, and they said to each other, we should choose a leader and go back to Egypt. God had chosen Moses. But they said, yeah, I think we need another leader. I, I, I think we know better than God. We're going to go a new way, which is really kind of retro, I think, because they wanted to go back to Egypt. And it, and it is a sad, very tragic story because the, the Israelites that allowed the negativity to destroy them, to devour them, 
all those, those Israelites that had entered into that moan zone in their lives, that negativity kept them from claiming the land. That negativity kept them from experiencing the, the promised future that God had given them. Instead, what they did, they wandered around and around and around and around in the desert for 40 years, and they die in the desert. Now, I want you to take a wild guess. Who's going to lead the new generation? Who's going to lead the, the Israelites into the promised land? It's Joshua. Joshua, one of the two spies that trusted God, that was courageous, that was positive. But friends, if you get the negative on the positive in your life, it will mess you up. It will mess you up. It will cost you. It will cost you the future that God promises. It's easy to get your wires crossed, isn't it? I mean, Nehemiah, he a great leader in the Old Testament. The Israelites, they, they had no vision, no uh, endurance. They, they didn't have any discipline. And Nehemiah comes along and he says, you know what? I think we can rebuild Jerusalem. We can rebuild the walls around Jerusalem. Nehemiah believes it's possible. Something that people said could not be done. The negativity had gotten so bad that as he's trying to rebuild the walls, people are throwing rocks at him. They're mocking him. They're, they're critical. They're cynical. And you know what Nehemiah did? He just kept building the wall. Friends, when it comes to negativity, we all face it. But I want to suggest you don't try and track it down, so to speak. You, you waste your time. Oh, I better find out who it is at the office that's talking negative about me. You know, I better find that neighbor that's talking negative. Do what Nehemiah did. You know what Nehemiah did? He prayed. He stayed above the fray. And he gets over it. He stayed at the task. He stayed on point. He remained faithful to what God had called him to do. He stayed focused on what God calls us all to do. We need to stay focused on that. Let God handle the rest of the stuff. Negative people, negative people, they go after leaders. I've always said it's a little bit like a poodle barking at a freight train, you know. Yeah, don't send me notes about poodles and dogs, okay? But, uh, I mean, it is. I mean, maybe you're asking today, you go, Damon, okay, so is there hope for me? You know, I deal with a lot of negativity in life. You know, I got a lot of negative people around me. You know, I struggle from time to time with negativity. I mean, what do, what do I do? What do I do? Well, get over it and get on with it in your life. Don't get your wires crossed. Don't put the negative on the positive. So, so how do you do that? I, I want to make this easy to remember. Uh, the song uh, that we did earlier, Get Over It. Who, who's it by? 
the eagles, the eagles. So I, I thought, okay, so we'll use the word eagle, all right? So isn't that amazing how this stuff works? <laughs> Scripture says this, but those who trust in the Lord for help will find their strength renewed. They will rise on the wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not grow weak. So E, evaluate. Evaluate your relationships, who you're running with in life. Because there are really three types of relationships that I know of. The the first are the people that will drain you. They'll drain your energy. They'll drain your batteries. I, I believe that the evil one will take effective Christians and surround them with drainers. You know why? Because he wants to keep you neutralized in life. And I know as I'm saying that, some of you are struggling, well, how do I know if someone's a drainer in my life? It's real easy. When you see them coming, you go, oh, no, not them again. (laughs) Here's my point. If you do not learn to identify the drainers in your life and build healthy boundaries, you will become ineffective in your life. And ultimately, you'll become very, very negative in life. Second kind of relationship are kind of neutral relationships. They're the relationships where you give a little juice, they they take a little juice and vice versa, back and forth. And for all practical purposes, a very neutral relationship. And those are fine. We've got lots of those in life. And then you've got relationships that are positive. They're the ones that recharge you, that replenish you, that recalibrate you. They're relationships that build you up, that encourage you, that, that help you be a better you. That, in other words, I'm just challenging you to evaluate your relationships of the people that you spend time with. Because here's the deal. You become who you hang with. You do. Whether you want to or not, you will become who you hang with. A, assess. Assess your your past, your present, and your future from a Christian perspective. You've got to look at the past. You know, look at what God's done for you through Jesus Christ. You know, realize that he died for your sins, that he secured eternity for you, that it's done. It's been done. And because of Jesus Christ, we have a future. We have a future. God, God's given us the power to overcome in our lives. The power to, of God is working in and through us. God is guiding us and protecting us and encouraging us and empowering us in those times when we don't think we can make it. And the fact is we can live positive lives because God is with us. With God, all things are possible. The future's ours. I have read God's word many, many times. And I know how it all ends. We win. We win. And that should cause us to be the most positive people on the planet. You know, because we we can look at every situation. I mean, if you will look through the eyes of God, when the pain comes and the hurts, and the disappointments, and the problems, and they will, we're all going to have them. But when you face those those challenges, you've got to remember, we win in the end. We win. And it helps your perspective. 
It does. G, give. Give God the glory. Give God thanks. It's all about gratitude in life. You want to stay positive in life, you develop an attitude of gratitude. Enjoy everything. Enjoy stuff. Enjoy people. But remember, everything, everything that is good, it's a gift from God. I mean, do you appreciate everything that you have? Notice I didn't ask you what you don't have. But do you appreciate what you have? Do you see everything in your life as a gift from God? Do you thank God regularly, daily, throughout the day? You show me someone who is positive, and I will show you someone that's thankful. You show me someone that's negative, and I will show you someone who is ungrateful in their life. The Israelites were ungrateful. They, they had seen God perform amazing act after amazing act after amazing act. They had seen all these things, all these things to be thankful for. But they're negative. They had all these things to be thankful for. But they decided to enter the moan zone instead. They had all these things to be thankful for, but they decided that they would just be ungrateful. I mean, perspective, friends, is huge in life. It's a game changer. Give thanks, develop an attitude of gratitude, and realize that God has blessed. L, live, live. You want to become positive in life? Live positively. Say positive things. Move in a positive perspective in your life, in a direction. I, I, I read one time that it takes uh, 10 positive statements to negate one negative statement. In other words, the scales are tipped. People need encouragement. People need reinforcement. They need compliments. They need affirmation in their life. The world's full of critics. It is and a lot of negativity. And that's why Christians, we have to be positive people. We have to be. Christians should be the most positive people on this planet. We should be offering people life and hope and encouragement on a regular basis. We should look for the positive in every situation in life. Every situation. Now, I'm not talking phony baloney stuff, okay? But I'm talking about true positivity because we know who we are. We know who we belong to. We know who we serve. We know what team we're on. We should live positive lives. And E is end. End the negativity. We are all going to face negativity, but get over it. Get over it. Here's something I've learned through the years, especially in the Christian life. When when God wants to build, for instance, wants me to be more patient in my life, do you think God puts me around a bunch of patient people and puts me in really patient situations? No. God will take an impatient guy like me and put me around a lot of impatient people. And three or four really impatient situations. 
And then God will say very clearly to me, if you defer to me, if you trust me, I'll help you overcome this stuff. I'll help you grow. I'll help you mature. I'll help you maintain a positive outlook through this. When the people around you start singing the blues, when they go negative, and they will, God will help you get over the negativity. You got to get over it. And I know it's tempting to be negative. It is very tempting in life. Especially when the negativity, it's, it's all around us. But friends, I want to suggest it is an opportunity for you to grow. For you to mature. And if you get over it, that's exactly what happens. You do grow and you do mature. You can overcome. You can claim new real estate, so to speak, in your life. More than you can ask or imagine, it's how God works. It's how God works. All this whining and crying and pitching a fit. Get over it. Get over it. Life is too short. It's way too short to live negatively in your life. It just is. Let's stand for for a word of prayer. Our holy God, God, I pray your Holy Spirit would just infuse us with a positive spirit. And God, I know there are some here today that are going through some tough stuff. They've been disappointed. They feel beaten down, broken. Maybe dealing with a lot of stuff on a lot of fronts. God, I pray your spirit would just strengthen them, that they would see that there is a way through, that you'd make it clear to them. And God, I pray that all of us, that we would learn just to shut down the negativity. We hear it, we see it. Sometimes it's loud. God, I pray we would just focus on you. Focus on the next step that you'd have us take. We'd trust you. God, I know you didn't promise that everything would be easy or that life would always be good. But you promised you'd always be with us that we can overcome. God, I pray that uh, we'd just trust you with all things. God, help us to be the people you called us to be, you created us to be. God's people said, let's worship together.